I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chiefs. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Bashanis Vili. Bashanis Vili. Good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you for the next couple of hours, kids and candy stores here in the KXNO studio today. What an unbelievable, it's almost overload, it really is. There's too much. Is there such a thing as I too much sports? So. I don't think so. We've had the conversation this week, is this better than the first two days of the NCAA tournament? Good, Trent. This is wall-to-wall. I mean, the... You have the window with four games going on at the same time. There's as many as eight games going on at the same time here throughout the day. There's more. It's not quite as important. Are you excited for Chicago State, New Mexico no, State? No, I, I don't give a damn about that. I really right, don't. Right. But you know what? Like you say, if it was, well, we would never see that game on next Thursday or Friday, but or you wouldn't think anyways. Uh, but lots to get to. Uh, we know Iowa's opponent. We know I, We already knew Iowa State's opponent. The Big 12 was terrific. Although, i got to be honest, I didn't see a ton of it, Trent. I was locked and loaded with Illinois Northwestern, a good game in its own right that went to overtime. There was so much going on. This is just a wonderful time, 11.30. So here's how we're going to handle things here today. We anticipate and certainly understand that we're going to lose the cyclone portion of the audience here at about 11 o'clock in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do Big 12 early. We've got Matt Poston's HeartlandCollegeSports.com. He's in Kansas City. He'll join us at 1025. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic and the KXNO Fanatics, joins us at about 1045 to take a look at Iowa State and Baylor. Of course, with Matt, we'll do the entire tournament. It's the uh, games that are left. Uh, the four games that are left. We'll do that with Matt Poston's. At 11 o'clock, we messed up yesterday. Shame on us. We got called out too, and it was, it was warranted. Uh, we talked uh, to Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, mm-hmm. uh, one of our NFL guys, and he's terrific. He really is. Uh, and we talked about we talked a lot about, about a lot of things. I mean, Cleveland Browns. We did the Cleveland Browns in the opening segment yesterday. <laughs> we love to go local, but that was a huge story. It was. Uh, and then we talked about the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers, and left out the Kansas City Chiefs and got called to the carpet because of it. And it was an absolute fair criticism. So it's going to um, cause us, it's not like twist our arm, I'll talk NFL any day of the week. Oh, we know that. Right, but we're going to do that with Nick Athen today at 11 o'clock. We're going to do an entire segment on our neighbors to the south, the Kansas City Chiefs. After all, they did play for an AFC championship last year, and we will talk Chiefs and the moves that they have made. You mentioned it before we went on the air, Eric Berry. Mm-hmm. We both like his story, love his story, the, yes. the, the battle that he's had, the health scare, Justin Houston. Uh, they've lost some guys over the last couple of years. Derek Johnson, Tom Ali, you know, some some mainstays on that defense. As that team has really evolved, uh-huh. and from what it was at the beginning of Andy Reid, which was defensive de- defensively being dynamic to what they are now. It's about Patrick Mahomes and, and the big weapons over on the other side of the football. That defense is going to be 
completely retooled. And uh, Alan Bailey has been a pretty good cog in the middle of that line. Yeah. He's he's somewhere today. I don't remember where he is, but regardless, yeah, it's um good point, good way of putting it. It's completely retooled. The Pe- offense is there as we knew. Yeah. Pe- I mean, Peters was shipped off a year ago. Yeah, there's another big name. They made the trade for Fuller, and as this is something that is always baffling to me. Everybody said when they got him from the Skins that he was a great slot corner. He's not a guy you want to put on the outside, but as a slot corner, mm-hmm. he's really good. Mm-hmm. Top 12 probably in the league. They tried to play him outside. Yeah. But he wasn't very good. So no, they're going back to the well. Were they forced to do that maybe Well, and, and yes, that, that's absolutely a part of it. They had some injuries at the cornerback spot. That was the initial plan, but isn't it funny? Just that slot cornerback slot. How important oh, it is and today how in it's football. Changed, Trent. Yes, hundred percent. Right over the last few years. Oh, you just put a safety down there. Yeah, you'll be no, fine. you can't because no. you're going to get beat time after time yes, after will. time. Uh, so we'll do that at eleven o'clock. Uh, we're going to go to Chicago at uh, eleven twenty. John Bowen Camp from the Hawkeye will join us. He's in Chicago. Uh, he had a pretty good view, I guess, of Tim Miles hitting the deck last night. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to be in the tunnel, not far away from. You know that clip? The first one that came out has. Like a 1.5 million views. Already. Already. I mean, how powerful is social media, right? It is. Unbelievable. Tim Miles falling on the ground, getting up and calling himself safe, which was outstanding. Speaking of social media, we got a uh, a fun little campaign coming up here starting next Monday. It is going to be Random Fan of the Day. Our friends at Heartland Flags and Flagpoles and Flags get a throw out. Of course, you know you can go there and get a Hawkeye flag, mm-hmm. Cyclone flag. You can get any flag. You can get any flag, but... For the people here, we beat them over the head with the Hawks and the Clones and the Cubs and the Twins and the Cardinals. They move the needle, Trent. Bears, Packers, Vikings, Chiefs. You have to play the hits. But we're going to come up with some random, some randos. So if you're like a, a Winnipeg Jet thing, there you go. Perfect for you. Denver Nuggets. We love watching Monte Morris play. Mm-hmm. But are you really a fan? Do you have a T-shirt? We're going to throw out a random team each day. If you are a fan of that team, mm-hmm. you're going to win a flag. Now you got to show us on social media. Tag us at Miller and Condon on uh, on Twitter and at Heartland Flags. So we pick the team, we'll pick regardless the of sport. We'll try to make some connection. Let, let's say Iowa State's playing Ohio State in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Okay. And you're a Buckeye fan that's stuck all week listening to it. Well, at least you get a flag to uh, get you through the week. So we'll, we'll have some kind of connection every day with something happening relevant here to our market. We're going to pick out that that random team each and every day. Should be fun. I, uh, I wonder if we'd be able to stump. Right. If we can, our listening audience, that there is nobody. Sacramento Kings. That could be tough. That would be, yeah. Give me a give me a picture or show me your Sacramento Kings hat. Unless your formative years were when Chris Weber and White Chocolate were out there. Yeah, and still, you don't. That shirt's too small. That shirt doesn't fit. <laughs> yes. If that's the case. All right. So that's coming up next week. Thank you to Heartland Flags uh, for doing that, and we appreciate the relationship that we have there. Uh, John Bowen Camp at eleven twenty, and then Matt Norlander, and is he going to be joining us from Madison Square Garden? Yep, he'll be. He's wow. at the Big East tournament. In fact, he's there already. So. So he's getting set up and ready to go for the four games at the Big East Tournament. What a wild, weird year it's been in the Big East. It's been really down, Trent. It's really down. Is it? Does that take you off it a little bit? Did you yeah, need? Yeah, Trent, as I told you before, I loved that tournament. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was appointment television. Eh. No. Going to be tough. Creighton yeah. today? What time do they play? Cursory glance, at least, for the Blue Jays. Uh, what time? That's a good question. As you said, there are so many games today. 
it's difficult to kind of map out how you're going to watch. I tried to do that earlier, games. actually. I really did. And they play at one thirty. Well, then no, because I'm going to be focused on the Big Twelve at that time. Iowa because State K- gets over in between there. Yeah, but K- TCU and K State are going to play, and the winners mm-hmm. gets well, and we hope Iowa State. So uh, that's where we'll be. Uh, and then, um, so we, we're in Kansas City, Chicago, and New York. Pretty good. Not bad. Little old Des Moines. Little Des Moines sports talk. Rear. Kansas City twice. First hour of Kansas City. All right, let's go back to last night. And we saw Northwestern in Illinois, and the game went to overtime. I don't know about you. I enjoyed the game. Yeah, yeah. I really did. Bashanis Feely. Bashanis Feely. Now i got to redo my update because I, I butchered You did. It. You kicked the crap out of us, what you did. I tried three different ways. They were all wrong. Yeah, I look at I couldn't help you either. Bashanis Feely. But I spelled it out in this paper. A B and then a Sean, an Ish, a V, and a Lee. Bashanis Feely. Bashanis Feely. Trent scored. Did he have the first fourteen or the first twelve? He had the first twelve for sure. I thought he got another bucket. The first fourteen points of Illinois yesterday mm-hmm. were our guy, the freshman from Russia, Bashanisvili. Bashanisvili. He was so good, Trent. You know, and he. I saw a piece on him on the Big Ten Network. It must have been halftime. Mm-hmm. I don't know what game. It wasn't the Iowa game? I don't think it was Iowa Illinois earlier this year. And there was a, there was a piece. There was a kind of a you know five minute story on. On him and how he got here and where he came from, this might be the most grateful college basketball player uh, currently uh, playing Division One basketball. He is so pumped to be given this opportunity to be able to live in the United States, and I get that, I really yeah, do. Yep. Um, it's um, it was a great piece, and I can't help rooting for the dude. I really can't. Now I'm not going to root for him tonight. I hope he plays well. But I, look, the game went to overtime. It was the late game last night. I know that these are kids. Um, I think Iowa's going to have their. I think Iowa will wear them down. I think the shooting legs will be. You know, I'm not sure that they're going to be there at the end. And look, they didn't shoot the three ball particularly well last night to begin with. Illinois, I'm speaking of. And they're not a real good three point shooting team in general, aren't they? Where do they fit in the Big Ten? Do you know, are they uh, like Ooh, bottom I, third? That's where I would probably guess. Let's see if I can find the numbers here. Three point shooting. Illinois is seventh. Thirty-three well, percent, though. Better, yeah. But thirty-three so percent. They're not great. That was Trent what Frazier's they shot a really last good night. shooter. Yes, and he was really good last night. Yes. Frazier and Bashanis Vili Tasonamu did not have the best game last nope. night. I would anticipate he'll get going a little bit today. Likewise with Jordan, um, two guys that um, you know didn't meet their season averages. Um, look for them tonight, I would think, and we'll see. This is a small team. They don't play real big. This with is... the exception of, try it, Bashanis Vili. Good, you're on it. I got it. You're on it, Bashanis Vili. Aaron Jordan plays a four four. Mm-hmm. He's six five. Mm-hmm. Tyler Cook, yeah, six nine. You struggled last week. Yeah, yeah he's a great point. Tyler Cook, you think you're yeah. going to be? There's going to be scouts in the building because Garza will get Bashanis Vili. Yep. Tyler Cook is going to yeesh. Yeah, he could do some damage. early and often. Yep, could do some it, damage matchups. It, if Tyler Cook is ready to go, if we see the guy that we've seen in spurts this year, that is being aggressive, getting to the rim, being a playmaker and a facilitator too. This is one that I was certainly. Should be able to win. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned Desomu. Yeah. Didn't play well. No, he didn't. He really didn't. Him against Wies Camp. I mean, that's a fun match. There's yeah, fun there's matchups all over the place. Yeah, freshman on freshman. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. A couple of really talented ones. Frazier's not a great matchup for Bohannon or McCaffrey, whoever's at the point guard spot. That's that's probably going to lead to a lot of zone. And the 3-2 zone hasn't been nearly as effective. It was better early. You're right. 
than as opposed to when they saw Illinois mm-hmm. for the first time. And remember that game, too. I was shot lights out. And they they beat them by 20-something, Trenton. My biggest takeaway from the game was, yes, Illinois got clobbered in the game, but you know what? They, they're they physical. They guard you. They play a lot of man-to-man, get up right in your face. And I, I like some parts of that team. So, look, I, I anticipate I was going to win. And how much are they favored by? Well, I just looked as we were coming on. It was three when it came out this it morning. It opened at three? Yep. That's slow. Caesars had it as three. It's very quickly moved to four and a half. That's, that's more like it. So this is, I mean, not even two hours since I first looked at it. It had moved uh, a point and a half. Pretty significant yeah, movement there. Not, not surprised. Uh, not surprised at that. Iowa State, conversely, what's their number? Still a flat three. Hasn't moved. I was hoping to maybe see a two and a half out there. Because as confident as you seem to be with Iowa, I think I'm that confident with Iowa State. No, I believe they'll win too. I, I do. I think I think both of our teams move on to uh, to Friday. Wouldn't that be something if we both, we've got games to preview as well as recap, as just opposed mm-hmm. to recap? And um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the case tomorrow, Trent. I really do. I think they I think they'll both win. Apparently, and I'm, uh, no surprise here, uh, Cyclone fans have just taken over Kansas City yes. already. Uh, it's perfect for the service industry. Eleven thirty tip. It'll be over by, you know, they'll leave at two o'clock if they want, or stick around for the uh, final game of the afternoon session. I anticipate they will uh, to get an opportunity to look at uh, the team that they will play tomorrow. If indeed they're successful, um, K State's favored by what over TCU? Do you have that in front of you? I will bring it up here. I can find. And that. while you're doing that, there is some Big Twelve news regarding West Virginia. Kanate's going to play today. He is. That's the word. That's what I saw on Twitter. He's been practicing. He practiced as recently as yesterday. Um, and and they're, I mean, he's their presence in the middle. He yes. is a terrific player and has missed the entire season. He's going to play. Now, Texas Tech is way better. Yes. Texas Tech will win. But having Kanate, that's a pretty good pickup game, two of the Big 12 tournament. You'll take that. That's a good free agent signing. Right. <laughs> Getting you ready for that. Uh, the number for your first question, TCU. K-State. It's closer than you would think. Um, No Dean Wade. K-State's favored four. Three and a half. Okay. West Virginia, Texas Tech. Now, that that one I don't know. Do do they have, does your service or whatever you're looking at say, have any update on Kanate? And I don't even know if that would make a difference with the number. Texas Tech is favored seven. Twelve and a half. Jeez. The ears, I think, are something I'm jumping on. Texas, Kansas. That's the 8.30 game yeah. tonight. Um, be a lot of Jayhawk fans in the building. Will be in Kansas' favorite. Kansas' favorite, four and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. A little bit tighter. All right, let's play the Big Ten. We mentioned Iowa. Can I do? Can I throw out the games and you do the point spreads? Because I suck at basketball. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> no, go, go ahead. All right. Indiana, Ohio State is first, right? Yes, when do they start? Are they on the same, not same, same time as Iowa State? I'm 11.30, on. yep. Uh, Indiana's favored, and Indiana's favored three and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Nebraska, Maryland. Maryland's, you know what? Hats off to Nebraska last night, right? Yes. An undermanned team. I like Pikel. I told you I like that mm-hmm. Rutgers team. I thought Rutgers would win and win convincingly. True blood. <laughs> yes. I mean, what this kid's, what a week he has had. Mm-hmm. He did nothing. He was one of those guys at the end of the bench that had, was given a towel. Here, wave this. 
Uh, but f- because of circumstances, he's getting some appreciable playing time, and he's taking advantage of it. And Palmer but, was really good last night. Well, Palmer's Palmer is Palmer's really good. Yeah. He was really good against Iowa once he got going mm-hmm. too. Uh, Maryland's favorite significantly in this game. They're favorite eight and a half, five and a half, five is and all. a half. A little tight. Penn State and Minnesota. I am so looking forward so to this game. Trent, so am I. And here's the thing. I've got an opinion on this game, and I know that we're probably on the same side. You like the Knits? Oh, yeah. I do, too. Um, you're not going to have to lay a lot of... Are you going to lay points? Tight point spread. Either way, it's it's no more than two. I will say... I don't think Minnesota's favored. I could even see this as a pickle. Uh, mm, mm, Minnesota won. Penn State. Three. Yeah. It's a touch heftier than I was hoping. Yeah. But I already got my futures on the Nittany Lions at 50-1 to to win this thing. Hedging opportunity there. Hedging opportunity with that one. What's my other big long shot in uh, the conference tournament? Oh, what I really like, the SEC. Got Auburn at 8-1. to Like their draw. Do they have uh, LSU today? How about the nerve of Will Wade? I mean, did you see what he did? He... Of course, they've got him on tape, right? Yes. They've got him on tape. This, is, this Com- isn't hearsay. No. This, this is his own voice. So he's called to the university to speak to the higher-ups. Doesn't go. <laughs> they suspend him. Today, on the eve of the SEC, they're starting the SEC tournament. He and his attorneys put out a statement saying, he's having, I've had enough of this suspension. I'm ready to coach again. <laughs> I mean that that here's a guy who's swinging a pair, right? He's on administrative leave. Yeah. He's not suspended. He's on administrative. Well, whatever he's he's on, he's he's ready for it to be over. Right. And he and look, he's, if if it's up to the fans, they want their head coach. They don't care about the administrators who have put him on administrative leave. Well, if he, he looks wants around to coach and he sees Sean Miller still coaching and Bill Self still coaching, and yeah, but they don't have those guys on tape that we know of. That we know of. Maybe that's the caveat. The Will Wade there. tape is out there for everybody to listen to. That's true. And gets called into the office. I need you. We're going to get called to the carpet. Doesn't if you're show. LSU, though, you're going to this season. Well, is you're, going it's to going to be vacated anyway. You may as well go. You may as right. well put him back on the floor. I mean, that, that was the thought process for Arizona last year, right? Well, uh, fresh my memory. I mean, I'm sure it was. As, but... it, as everything was coming out, Sean Miller was mm-hmm. up there answering questions, and it looked like he was. Wasn't there something that he was going to be fired? Yes, and then he yes. sat out one game, and then he was back the next mm-hmm. game afterwards. And made it through this entire season. Because of just that. That mm-hmm. Well, we're kind of screwed regardless, so let's just go down fighting with our yeah. best. Good way to put it. Good way to put it. Yeah. LSU's best basketball year in a long time. Chris Jackson's not running around. Shaq's not running around. <sighs> and here they are. And now they have this. Chris Jackson turned, I, thought, I think I saw something early in the week. How, did he turn 50 years old? Probably. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf is 50 years. I remember when he was a rookie. He was a rookie in Denver. I think, you know, nobody cares about the Nuggets. <laughs> but real <laughs> they quick, do it they started, now. Well, yeah, they do. So Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf and Lafonso Ellis, were they yes. the same year? Probably. Notre Dame. I think that when early in the, I lived in Denver three and a half years. And the first year I was there, they drafted Mahmoud Abdul-Roof and I think Lafonso Ellis in the same draft. Anyways, I don't know how we got there. I know where we're going. We're going to Kansas City. We're going to spend the rest of the hour there. Uh, Matt Postens, uh, Heartland uh, Sports. Heartland Sports? 
Heartland College Sports. HeartlandCollegeSports.com. He's uh, covering the tournament, so we'll do the you know the other games. We'll also get Iowa State in there, of course, because they will kick off day two with Baylor. And then Chris Williams from uh, the KXNO Fanatics and CycloneFanatic.com will join us about 11.45. Logier Heating and Cooling sponsors all of our uh, Big Ten and Big 12 coverage. Uh, so we'll get Chris. And then, like I said, in the 11 o'clock hour, we'll do a piece on the Chiefs with Nick Athen, Chiefs Insiders, where you can follow him on Twitter. You can read him at Chiefs blitz.com uh then john bowen camp live from chicago followed by matt norlander live from msg in nyc miller and condon are on des moines sports station 1460 k i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Millery Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Going to spend the next 35 minutes or so in Kansas City. Matt Poston's first, Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, and the KXNO Fanatics. Afternoons here on KXNO from 4 until, well, very 6 minimum. Uh, Chris will join us in about 15, 20 minutes from right now. But let's get Matt Poston's in here, regular contributor to the program. We're grateful for that. Heartland College Sports. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Matt Poston's? Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, I hope you were in the building last night, the Sprint Center. Boy, oh boy. You know, some of these first-round games, you don't get too excited uh, for them unless you, you know, have a rooting interest. Two terrific games last night, Matt. Yeah, you you don't often get two first-round games that are decided by a grand total of four points. Uh, You know, TCU had to have a win to enhance their chances of getting in the NCAA tournament. Uh, They got that. I, I think they're pretty close to being in i don't like their chances of winning today but with 20 wins and a win like that yesterday over oklahoma state i think that's got a good chance of getting them in and west virginia i mean yeah they, they come into the tournament as probably the worst team in the conference and they go out and they beat oklahoma a team that had beaten them twice i believe and then you know today they get to, uh texas tech i mean it's that's a tall order for them but uh they got a bit of potential good news today sagaba kanate uh, their big man who's been on the shelf since about mid-January, uh, he may actually play tonight. He's a game-time decision. That would be a that would be a significant boost for West Virginia inside, even if they were able to get like 10 or 15 minutes out of him. No question about it. So let me follow up with that then. So what does that do? To, what did, uh, did that loss to Oklahoma, and I know that the um, bracketologists still love them. I mean, they got all those quad one wins, but do you? where are you on Oklahoma? Are they on thin ice right now as far as with that loss last night might that knock him out of the tournament in your opinion it's possible i mean uh we've already seen one bubble burst uh we don't know whose bubble that is but when uh, st mary's beat gonzaga a couple nights ago uh that means there are two teams in the west coast conference that are going to get in you know oklahoma seemed pretty safe coming into the tournament i think both uh lenardi and palm had them in 10 seeds uh i think uh lenardi might have had them as the last four by which means that's like the next stage before you're your last four in or first four out. 
I, I still think they've got a pretty good chance of getting in. Uh, I think it's now very much dependent on what else happens around the country. If we see a few more teams that get into the tournament that we're not expecting to get in, i.e. through a, that uh, automatic bid by winning their conference tournament, that might potentially send Oklahoma to the NIT. One of the big news stories, you mentioned Kanate back for West Virginia tonight against Texas Tech has been really the health of Dean Wade. And though he has played, we've seen turnarounds be very difficult for him this season. And when they had big Monday games, that Saturday-Monday turnaround just wasn't real good for Dean Wade. It looks like he's going to sit out this whole tournament. This injury is something that is certainly concerning. The impact is big. Just how big in K-State's chances of winning this conference tournament? Well, I think it impacts it. I don't know how significantly it impacts it, at least today, because they know how to play without Dean Wade. That's the thing. I mean, if this mm-hmm. is the first time they've been without Dean Wade in three years, I'd be a little bit more worried. But they've played games like this in the Big 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament without Dean Wade on the floor. It certainly hurts them from a rebounding standpoint. It hurts them from an interior standpoint. Uh, I would imagine that if Wade cannot go, Mike McGurl will be the starter on the floor for them in his place. So they'll lose some height that way. But they know how to play without Dean Wade on the floor. It's a loss, but... I still think they've got a good chance of winning their game this afternoon against TCU. Now, moving forward, you know, depending upon who they get in the semifinals and potentially the finals, uh, I think it significantly reduces their chances of winning this tournament outright. You know, probably less than 50% now. I kind of had Texas Tech as my favorite anyway, but uh, it certainly makes Texas Tech's, road a, Texas Tech's road a little bit easier simply because they don't have to deal with Wade's presence inside should they end up meeting in the championship game. You know, let's stay with K-State, because if Iowa State wins, of course, we anticipate that K-State will advance in their own right, and we would see that matchup tomorrow. Have you heard anything on Stokes? We heard earlier in the week that perhaps there's something going on there that he might not play. And then Cartier Jara apparently has been practicing again. I'm not sure what his status are like. So what about Jara and Stokes as far as their availability? Anything there, Matt? There, There is. I haven't heard a lot of chatter about either one of them at this point. Uh, most of the focus coming into the tournament was about Wade's health uh, coming in. You know, Jar has been on the shelf for a little bit now with that wrist injury. So if he's practicing, if he is working out, uh, that's a significant boost to them if he's able to play. I wasn't able to be here for morning shoot-around, so uh, I don't necessarily know either one of those players' status. But, you know, Kansas State had to play a game earlier this year without Dean Wade and Kamau Stokes, and they lost that game pretty handily. Yep. So, uh Losing Wade, if they have everybody else on the floor, that's helpful to them. If they if they don't have Wade and they don't have Stokes, they could have significant issues against TCU because that significantly reduces their depth against a team that really likes to run up and down the floor. This TCU team has been certainly confounding throughout the year. Sometimes they look really good. Many times, though, they've looked really bad. Look at the conference record. Is it? What do you put that reason behind it? Because you got a senior point guard in Robinson that can do a whole lot. You guys, guys, that guys that can shoot it from the outside. What has been the biggest issue? The inconsistency out of TCU that you've seen. Uh, I think it's really because this team—they're just not—they're not a great defensive team on the perimeter. They're a very good defensive team inside with Kevin Samuel and uh, JD Miller. They've got some, they've got a nice interior presence, so they can match up with teams inside. But you know, outside of Alex Robinson, I don't think they're the best defensive team on the perimeter. And the teams that they've struggled with do a really good job of shooting from the outside, driving to the basket, and kicking out for uh, long twos and, and three-pointers. And, you know, that, along with the depth issues, they're really only about a seven-deep team right now because they've got some kids that are that have declared for the transfer portal or who are hurting out for the rest of the season. 
those two things I think have significantly hurt them from a consistency standpoint. So when they come they come into this game with K State, they've won two in a row. But you know, when you look at them without Dean Wade, it helps them inside. But you know, Kansas State has enough guards and they play so well defensively that they can slow TCU down on the offensive side of the floor. Uh, we're with Matt Poston's HeartlandCollegeSports.com. There is some news on the Baylor Iowa State game. Uh, Makai Mason is going to play for Baylor. Uh, conversely, Zoran Talley is out for Iowa State. A concussion, mm. uh, according to Travis Hines, just put that on Twitter. Zoran Talley, who has played about what 10, 12 minutes off the bench yep. as of late, uh, is not going to be able to go. He's out due to concussion protocol. Matt, I know you've seen Baylor play a bunch this year, a few times in person. Uh, your thoughts on, on Baylor now that Mason is in? Um, they had their way with Iowa State. Drew has had his way with Steve Prohm so far. What do you anticipate in the early game? Yeah, I, I can actually see Makai Mason shooting on the floor right now, so you're, you're right. He's definitely going to play today. Definitely warming up. I, I love this game because you've got two teams that really like to go up and down the floor, really like to score a lot of points. Uh, you know, I think it has the potential to be one of those games where it ends up being 85-80 or something like that. But the thing that separates these two teams is rebounding. Iowa State's the bigger team inside, but Baylor is the more dogged team on the boards. And when you look at that last time they met up in Ames, that was what killed Iowa State. They played well in that game. The thing they could not do is they could not keep Baylor off the glass, and that has to be the number one thing they do tonight. They have to keep Baylor or Iowa State has to keep Baylor off of the offensive glass. They can't allow them to to have that 10-12 rebound advantage that they had last month in Ames, or they're going to have significant issues because you know Iowa State's not the best defensive team in the world, and Baylor plays that one-three-one zone so well it kind of helps them conserve their energy a little bit. So rebounding is the key tonight in this game, even with the the significant losses, uh, Cali not being able to play with Mason back for Baylor. Uh, the the big thing for me is watching that rebounding differential between these two teams. Scott Drew, is he a lifer at Baylor? He's been there what fifteen years now. He's been there an incredibly long time. A couple of Sweet Sixteens, a, cle- a couple of Elite Eights. Do you think that that's where he's going to end his career in Waco? I think it's distinctly possible. I mean, if you look at the at his dad's career, I mean, he spent most of his career at Valpo, not yeah. the whole career. Uh, you know, I know that Bryce has moved around a bit, but he was at Valpo before he took the job at Vandy. So uh, he hasn't moved around a whole lot. When I hear chatter about jobs out there, you know, let's just talk about the UCLA job for a minute. The chatter I hear is that they might be interested or that Chris Beard might be a, a, a good person for that job. Not that I've heard rumors, but when you think about it naturally in this conference, I think people gravitate toward Chris Beard and they gravitate toward uh, other coaches that have done a really good job in this conference, but they don't really talk about Scott Drew that much. And mm-hmm. it could be because Scott Drew's just very happy at Baylor. They're getting ready to build a new arena there in a couple of years. Uh, he's done a very good job recruiting. Uh, he's got another good recruiting class coming in. It's, it's odd when you see these job openings. You don't hear his name bandied around a whole, lot, a whole lot. Maybe that's just because he's happy where he's at and he's made that clear in the coaching community. Matt Poston's a couple more minutes with Matt. We'll let you go. Matt, I want to go to the nightcap tonight. I, I, I love this matchup. Unfortunately, I was playing at the same time, so I won't see a lot of Kansas and Texas. Uh, give me a minute or two on that one that'll bring the curtain down on Thursday in Kansas City. I think that's a really interesting game because on paper, Kansas should win, but I, I just have the sneaking suspicion that Texas is going to be a really hard opponent for them to get rid of. Uh, Kerwin Roach is going to play, first of all. That's immensely helpful to Texas. Gives them more depth in the backcourt. But when you look at their two matchups, Texas went into Lawrence and they lost, but they only lost by two points. 
when they were in Austin, they won by 10 points. You know, granted, Kansas was dealing with some things uh, personnel-wise, and they were still trying to figure figure some things out that they have now since figured out. But Kansas is really only about a 7-D team right now, and Texas can actually play 9 or 10 guys. I, I picked Kansas to win this game in my preview that comes out later today at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, but I would not be surprised at all if Texas wins this game. And if Texas wins, I think that actually is going to put him in the NCAA tournament because uh, Jerry Palm pointed out that right now, there's only one team in the last 25 years that has made the NCAA tournament with an overall record uh, that uh, that is fewer than four games over 500, and that was Georgia back in 2001. Texas is still in Joe Lenardi's field of 68, so even if they were to beat Kansas tonight and then lose the next day, I still think that might be enough to get them in the NCAA tournament. What's going on with Kerwin Roach? Uh, I, I, he was reinstated earlier this week. Uh, they have not made any sort of announcement or indication of what it was that caused him to be mm. suspended. Uh, it's his second suspension of the year. We do know that. Uh, there have I've heard some rumors. I've, heard, I've seen some things on Twitter, stuff that I would rather not repeat because I don't think any of it has been confirmed. But mm-hmm. uh, the school has been very cagey about why he was suspended. You know, suspensions in this situation could be any number of things. Uh, students, you know, or schools bring up HIPAA in these kinds of situations for privacy reasons. So I don't know that we'll know exactly what Curran Roach was suspended for until after the season is over and until after he's on his way to the NBA. Because you know that question will come up when you're talking about NBA scouts if he goes that route. So for now, I don't think anybody has a definitive explanation as to why he was suspended. All everybody knows is that he will be in the building tonight and playing for Texas. Hmm. We'll get you out of here on this. Speaking of scouts, uh, Kyler Murray was, uh, I guess, very impressive in front of a whole bunch of scouts and teams yesterday. He didn't run. He didn't need to. People have got tape. They can plug it in and watch him do that. He didn't measure as far as height, whether he's 5'10 and an eighth. Who cares uh, at this point? If you saw him on tape yesterday, I know you were traveling. You weren't there, obviously, uh, as you made your way to Kansas City. But, man, oh, man, he passed, as far as I could tell, passed every single test with what they wanted to see yeah i think so i've been i was actually thinking about this this morning i was i was a big baker mayfield guy coming out of college i thought even though he maybe wasn't the prototypical quarterback he was going to be successful in the nfl uh just because i thought he had the right skills and the right intangibles and the right ability to lead i'm i'm less bullish on kyler murray and i'm going to be honest with you it's kind of about the height it's it's Mm -hmm. not so much about whether he's five ten or five eleven it's like just take the measurement, dude. <laughs> just stand up against the wall, let everybody measure you, and go from there. You know, I, I just don't really understand why he's so cagey about that. You know, People are going to figure it out eventually how tall he is. I really don't care. Coaches are smart enough now in the NFL, and especially if he goes to the right system, they'll find ways to make him successful, whether he's 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", or 6'. Uh, you know, right now it sounds like a lot of people believe the Cardinals are going to take him yep. number one overall, and that would – I think be a really good place for him just because of Cliff being there. Mm-hmm. He runs the kind of offense that Kyler Murray likes to run in. Uh, we'll see, but uh, you know, between the combine and between his pro day, you know, he, he's definitely solidified himself as no worse than the top five selection in my mind. Heartland College Sports. Matt is on the ground in Kansas City, covering the entire tournament and writing about it at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Matt, thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Good Thanks to talk to you. Again. Yep, you too. Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports brought to us by Logier Heating and Cooling. Duke basketball on Twitter 12 minutes ago announced... Zion's playing. Zion's back. So we had some Z news. Here Zoran Tally yes. out. Zion Williamson in. 
maybe one ripples a little bit more on the national landscape. What's that Sesame Street song? One of these things, just not like, I don't know what it was. <laughs> is that like the other? <laughs> Look, Saran these nice players. Ryan Williamson is all world. So he's in. He's in. Good for the, good for the Dukies. Um, tally. Yeah. Did the game, I mean, he's a contributor, Trent. They, they need Cam Lard now. They, they need Cam him Lard. invested. Yep. They need George Conant to give them good minutes. Yep. Remember, has not played this year against Baylor. Nope. And and Tally was what about the seventh? He was the second guy off the mm-hmm. bench. Uh, Wigington Tally, right? Yep. Um, it'll be Wigington Condit today, or will it be Lard? Who will come in first? There's Ooh. your question, TC. Prom goes to who first? Off George Conant goes first. Does he? Yep, goes with the young guy first. Well, we'll know tomorrow. Chris Williams, we'll get to him next as we continue. Again, uh, we're going to lose the Cyclone audience if we already haven't at 11. Uh, So we're going to cater to them in this portion. We just did Matt Postens and now Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic and the KXNO Fanatics today at 4. Chris joins us live from Kansas City next. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460.com. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. In the 11 o'clock hour, we will be in Chicago with John Bowen Camp. We'll be at Madison Square Garden with Matt Norlander from CBSSports.com. Right now, back to Kansas City we go. Chris Williams, our coverage of the Big 12 uh, here on KXNO as far as well as the Big 10, brought to you by Lozier Heating and Cooling. Chris is in KC. Where else would he be? How are you, Chris Williams? Oh, i got to hit the button. I'll get this training right yet. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's up? How are you? Great. How are you guys? Good. Did you go to Did you go to the two uh, games last night? They were very entertaining for first round games. Yeah, I actually. Um, I'm an idiot. I went to the first half of the first one. It was a blowout at that point. Yeah, and so like my wife was getting to town, and I was like, ah, I'm just going to get out of here. TCU's going to kill him. And then I had to watch the second part of it from <laughs> the hotel. But um, so yeah, it was just a bad move. On my part. By the way, I got TCU beating K State today. You could, you heard that here. I believe I've heard it uh, from the other side of the glass too, because Trent's yes, been on yes. that one as well. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, okay. so, so Great both minds on that think one. alike. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. K State, like, I feel like they're just ready for the for the NCAA tournament. From what I've been around, watch, they're going to win by twenty now. So but, you um, you saw the best of TCU. They obviously swept the season series against Iowa State. Why is this team just so? Bad at times. I don't get it. I love the talent on this Horn Frog roster. I, I think a lot of it, Trent, is style. I mean, I, I think that. I, I mean, Baylor is a decent example too. Like you'll watch Baylor if they get the right matchup, and you're like, "Damn, this team's really good. Mm-hmm. They could be in the second weekend." But then, if somebody else will like slug them down and play like that style, like they they look like crap. And I think TCU's a lot like Baylor's more talented. Um, well, actually, I don't know. TCU actually might be more talented than this Baylor team. This Baylor team is just a bunch of ballers, man. So, yeah, I, I think that that's it. I think it's more their style of play than than anything. And they're really inconsistent. But I think if they, they have a lot to play for, if they win today, Trent, you're better than this with me. Can you too? But if they win today, they're in, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I thought. So, like, they, they have everything to play for. A depleted K-State team, I don't think has much to play for right now. They've already... You know, they've already gotten to the top of the mountain and stripped Kansas of that title. So, 
I don't know. I just feel like two teams with totally different motivations today. And, and Dixon's a good coach too. He's still yes, he is. Everything. Yeah, he he. That whole deal is still kind of the snowball's just starting to go down the hill there. I believe, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, and I'm clearly a little bit biased because I've seen them beat up on Iowa State a couple of times in person. <laughs> Uh, what are you hearing on Zoran Talley? I saw Travis Hines tweet that he's out with a concussion. I and I'm on Twitter uh, during the breaks, uh, paying close attention to it. I haven't seen any other Iowa State media tweet that. What do you know, man? I, you're breaking news to me. Yeah, that's I what I've seen it. I've been doing all my pregame stuff though, so I have not been. But Hines, I mean, he's he's legit, obviously. Absolutely. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think it really matters. Uh, you know, uh, Talley didn't play a lot and. Mm-hmm. Lard is going to play today, that, and I was I was wrong. On so was I. Your show the other day, I, I thought that the writing was on the wall when he didn't play on Saturday against Tech. He's going to play today, and I think that you'll see a lot of him and George Condit both. And I, I think that I asked Steve Prom last night in the hotel lobby before he was going up to his room to do. I said, "Hey, uh, have you guys been working on boxing out? Just kind of like joking with him." <laughs> oh, no. And Prom goes, "It's literally all we've done for three days." Good. So. I think that he'll be a little less stubborn, and if he needs to throw a couple of bigs out there at the same time today, I think that he will. Well, if he doesn't throw them out at the same time, Trent and I were having this discussion earlier. Who's the first off the bench today? Is it Lard or is it Con? I mean, Wigington is going to be, but who's the big, the first big off the bench, Condit or Lard? Uh, Lard. I didn't think I would say that two mm-hmm. days ago, but I think that Steve told me he wouldn't care for me telling you guys this. He said that Cam has had the three best practices of the season. Outstanding. Up to this thing. Good. They're going to so, need them. Yeah, and there's a. I can't wait to when I when it comes to like the human side of Cam Lard. I mean, somebody could make a movie about it. It really is just he's a guy I'm rooting for because he's a guy who really never had a shot, and um, I'm glad that he hasn't completely dug this hole where he's, you know, where his teammates are going to be out there in March. Because he, he's done a lot of good things behind the scenes that a lot of people don't know about. Grades are a lot better, all that stuff. Um, I, I, it just makes me happy from a human element that that kid's going to get an opportunity. I think I, I do. I think that he'll be the first big off the bench. Yeah, I've had an about face too, Trent. I, uh, Trent, uh, Chris, when I saw it, the uh, you know the, the histrionics in in Morgantown, I thought he's got to be done, and that, that was yeah. my stance. But I'm glad uh, that he's getting this opportunity. So. Um, let me ask you about Baylor, because I really like the starting five. Mason Butler's a guy that, for whatever reason, to me, flies under the radar at 31 against yeah. Kansas. Vital is just a strong man, is what he is. Makai Mason's going to play. Gillespie's good. Keegler's underrated. This is a pretty good starting five, Chris. And I think they have one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. For the long, longest time, Scott Drew was the butt of everybody's jokes about how he takes timeouts and it's crappy zone defense and all that stuff. And you want to talk about a guy over the last 10 years that has just evolved in such a he isn't he's great with x's and o's now he's a great motivator the he he takes guys who are often if if you look at their last few teams there's not a lot of you know there's no pierre jackson there's no perry ellis's guys like that he's got like three star guys who are pretty good but he can get this mentality in them to I think Maulers is the best term. They're physical. They don't back down from anybody. And that comes directly from a coach. And he's gotten to be pretty good at X's and O's, too. So, yeah, I love their starting five. I think that they are a team that in next week I would not want to bracket. Yeah, let's say that they're an eight seed. Um, that is a team 
with their bodies and with Drew where if I'm a one or a two seed, let's say, I don't want to get Baylor with their style of play and how they switch it up on defense and all that stuff on one day without any preparation. That seems terrifying to me because of it's just so unique. There's not a lot of teams out there that can do it as well as them. So, yeah, I'm there, and uh, it's a bad matchup for Iowa State. Mason being back is huge, and it, it, you just have to – Iowa State won't beat them on the glass, and that can't even be your goal because it's not realistic. You have to limit – if you can cut down on their second-chance opportunities you know, by a third of what they had in those first two games, it makes it up, and Iowa State probably wins, right? That has to be the goal. It can't be to go out there and re- out-rebound the Bears. It's not going to happen. So Iowa State's got to be focused on just trying to match that physicality. But it's tough because these Iowa State teams, are, it's just not what they are built on, and it can get in your head pretty quickly. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic and KXNO's Fanatics, joining us here. It's Miller and Condon on KXNO. Chris, last thing for you, and it deals with the fan base. Iowa State comes limping in, lose their last three of the regular season, six of the last eight. Yet they're down there in mass. I've seen the pictures already. It'll be banged out again today. Kansas City, the Big 12 tournament, and the way Iowa State travels. You've seen it for a long time, Chris, but even in a season like this, it's still incredible to me just how passionate they are for Cyclone basketball. It's funny. I was talking to, um, I don't remember who it was last night. It was, it was uh, I think it was the Baylor play-by-play guy. He was commenting on this to me. And I, I refer to it as spring break for adults. <laughs> For Iowa State fans, because it, it really doesn't matter how good they are. Like you just, I mean, it helps if they're good. And last year you saw a little bit of a drop off, but on Wednesday night it was still Hilton South last year during a, for a bad team. Mm-hmm. And but you walk around this place, and it's just like middle aged people to upper age people in cardinal and gold, just having the time of their lives. And it's become a thing. You know, I've been doing this long enough. If you go. Because I have my own little like places that I like to go when I'm down here, and I like to just be off the beaten path a little bit. But it's the same people at the same spots at the same times every year. Mm-hmm. It's become a tradition for these folks where they, you know, they already have their hotels booked for the next year before they even leave. And the basketball, while they're, you know, it's clearly a insanely passionate fan base. The basketball is kind of secondary because this is more of a spot where you can meet up with people who maybe. Maybe you only see them once a year. You know, maybe there's some uh, college buddy of yours from Texas, and you live in Des Moines, and you guys meet here. It's kind of centralized. I mean, that that really is the gist of it. You should have seen the Marriott Hotel lobby at four o'clock yesterday. It, it, it looked like uh, I went to Puerto Vallarta on spring break. It looked like the lobby of our all-inclusive resort when we all got there on one day. I mean, everybody's just having a blast. That's that's the best way to describe it. Or the Peabody in Memphis for the uh, the Duck Walk. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which was crazy, too. Jeez. The uh, Memphis, yeah, those deals were nuts, too. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Chris, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll uh, yeah. talk to you down the road. If they win, we'll find a find a spot for you tomorrow. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that works. I'd love to. All right, thank That's you, good. pal. Good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, Lozier, Hooting, Heating and Cooling, uh, presents all our Big Ten, Big 12 basketball coverage. Lots of Big Ten conversation coming up. We're going to start off with the Chiefs, as we failed to get them in the show yesterday. Nick Athens going to join us first. John Bowen camps in Chicago. Matt Norlander's in New York at MSG. We've got a busy final hour. It's Miller and Condon. We're here till noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.